Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this episode, we're doing a classic baked apple crisp. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles where I help you take control of your high life. I am your host, Marge, and I'm very thankful that you're here today listening along. I really appreciate you. And as a fellow edibles enthusiast, I hope you're inspired to try something new or just try something at all. Make some edibles, medicate yourself, relish the idea that you're taking control of your high life and doing your edibles your way. Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to say at the time of this release of this episode, I will be in California doing the Ganger Cannabis Sommelier Certification Program live training. It will be day two when this episode is released. And if all goes well, I will be certified for my return home. I will definitely keep you all posted, but very excited to be visiting California for the first time, going to the Mecca of weed and seeing what they have for edibles out that way in the dispensaries, because I'm sure it's quite different than what I'm accustomed to here in Ontario, Canada. I also want to mention that I'm applying for something else equally as exciting uh, applying for a contestant as a cannabis cooking competitor on a show that's going to be put together. I don't really know much more about it beyond that. I don't know the name of the show or when they're going to start filming or any of that stuff, but they are looking for contestants. And these contestants should be people who enjoy making edibles, but are not professional chefs. And well, hello, if that's not me, I don't know what is. I'm definitely not a professional chef. And I've learned lots from the professional chefs that I've spoken to for this show and outside of this show. Like you, I'm an avid cook and I enjoy spending time in the kitchen, especially when it's on my own terms and making what I want to make. And I think it would be a really fun and exciting opportunity. There is the opportunity also to have a cooking assistant and I th- and my daughter, my daughter who runs the vegan restaurant that she bought a couple of years ago has volunteered to be my assistant should I make it into this cooking competition. I think the show is based out of the United States, but they are going to be doing some filming in Toronto, and I'm not that far. I'm pretty close to Toronto, actually. It's an hour and a half drive, which isn't too far. And so if it actually comes to fruition and I'm chosen to be a contestant, then it's actually very doable. It's not a paid gig, which is kind of unfortunate, but of course... The things that I could learn because you would be working with professional chefs would be incredible. So keep your fingers crossed for me. I'll keep you posted on that. You know, it's a huge long shot, of course. I'm sure they're getting a ton of extremely qualified, suitable people who are submitting applications, but I feel like I have a pretty good shot. So once I know more about that, even if I don't make it to the show, I'll let certainly let you all know what the name of the show is going to be because I would be very interested to see this kind of cooking competition. And uh, there has been other shows, the one, what were some of the ones they've had on Netflix? I watched a few, um, I can't remember. 
I'm drawing a total blank. I think one was cooked with cannabis and that was actually pretty well done. I really enjoyed the format of that show. I watched numerous episodes of that one. I'm not even really into reality shows too much, but that was a great one. And then there was another one that came out before that. And of course I'm drawing a blank on that one too. If I can find them, I'll put them in the show notes because fun episodes, professional chefs competing, making beautiful edibles for, for guests. And yeah. Now, the classic baked apple crisp. One of the reasons I wanted to do this one is because it's apple season. We're in to November, it's fall, and I love a crisp, crunchy fall apple. And I usually just go pick them up at the grocery store or at the farmer's market if I make it down to the market. I'm not really one to do the pick your own because I only ever see memes online that are like nothing like spending a Saturday afternoon picking your own apples for 40 bucks a bag or some kind of joke like that. But certainly don't have that kind of budget for apples. But you do end up with a lot of them sometimes if you're buying them, you're buying a big bag at the market and you're like, what shall I do with them all? Well, a baked apple crisp. I forgot how easy they were to make. I haven't made one in quite a long time. I am one of those people that doesn't really, I don't really bake a lot unless it's infused, which is sometimes disappointing to some of my family members, but I, I tend to bake when it's infused because that's what I want to eat. And if somebody doesn't like that in my household, that's just too bad for them. But the baked apple crisps, I forgot how simple they are to make. And this particular recipe is brought to you by Betty Crocker. And I'm pretty sure if Betty Crocker had any idea what I was about to do to this recipe, she might roll over in her grave. Were she a real person? I don't know if she is or not. But it, I chose this one because it was pretty simple. And of course, things are starting to ramp up and people are getting busy. So simple is good. And essentially, you all you're doing for this type of for this type of dish, and I'm sure many of you have made these types of desserts before, but you're taking four medium tart cooking apples. And in my particular instance, I used four medium apples because I just used whatever I happen to have in my fridge. They were not cooking apples. I think they were probably not that tart. Actually, they weren't tart at all. They were honey crisp. That's one of my favorite varieties. And those ones are tend to be pretty sweet and crunchy. So not particularly tart, but you know what? Who cares? It worked out fine anyway. Just use whatever apples you have on hand. If you happen to have cooking apples, wonderful. If not, I'm not sure it's going to make a huge difference at the end of the day. So you're chopping those up, you're putting them in a greased pan, and then you're just making making the topping. And that's the beauty of this thing. You usually have everything you need on hand. As long as you have those apples in your fridge or wherever you keep them, you should have everything you need because, let me see, I'm looking at the Betty Crocker's recipe right here. You need brown sugar, flour, quick cooking or old-fashioned oats, butter, which again, if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know I probably used coconut oil, which I did because I didn't have any infused butter on hand. I had infused coconut oil. A little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of nutmeg, and it said cream or ice cream if desired. Well, I did desire that, but I didn't have it, so I had to leave that off. But of course, you don't need that to actually make it. It's just nice to have that little spoonful of um, ice cream to put on afterwards. And you know what you could do is you could put a little scoop of infused ice cream on it. I'll link to that episode in the show notes because, wow, I could be good. I didn't even think about that until right now. I'm making a note. And I'll also link into the show notes. This is also coming off the top of my head right now. Crispy apple chips. That was another fun snack-like recipe that you can make. I did before. And if you have a lot of apples on hand, that's another nice way to use apples for something tasty. 
that doesn't take that long. That was a pretty quick recipe too, if I recall. So I'll link to those in the show notes, but that's all you need for this recipe. And most people are going to have all that stuff in their cupboard on hand, ready to go. Except me, of course. I got going in the kitchen, preparing all my stuff. I I was listening to music and bopping around in the kitchen and I was probably cooking something else at the same time, but I had all my apples chopped and I put them in the, put them in the pan and then I started into the prepared dish and then I started to get out all the ingredients for the topping. And, uh, I couldn't find the, uh, the quick cooking oats or the old fashioned oats. And I'm like, I know I have them. I must have them because I bake a lot and I've made all kinds of things. I, I used to eat oatmeal like almost every single morning, steel cut oats typically actually, but this was going back a few years now, but I used to eat it every single day. I loved oatmeal in the mornings. It's kind of funny how you can look back at certain periods of your life and remember a certain time based on the routines that you had, like, like porridge in the morning or bulletproof coffee, which I did later. But in any case, I was certain I had it. And Lo and behold, I found a container that was labeled old-fashioned oat flour. I'd written flour on it, and it had a little bit of ground-up oat flour. So it dawned on me that I used up the last of my quick-cooking oats to make flour for probably a different recipe, and I actually didn't have any on hand. I'm like, shit, I've already got all this stuff together. The oven's preheating. The apples are already chopped up in the pan. And of course, you can't leave them because they'll get kind of gross, even if you put like the lemon juice on them or whatever. And I had all the other ingredients ready to go. And I couldn't find this fucking rolled oats. And I didn't have any. And I wasn't about to go out to the store because I can't remember at the time. But it just wasn't a, a reality. So I had to go with it. And I started looking up online to see if there were substitutes or things you could put on instead. Like, could I use instant oatmeal? I had some packets of instant oatmeal under the cupboard that have probably been there for like however long. I haven't eaten that stuff in years, so I'm not sure how old they were, but I was like, maybe that could work. But nothing seemed very clear that I was finding online, and I I just wasn't sure. I texted my sister, like, what do I do? These are instances where I probably have called up my mom where she's still with us and asked her, even though she'd probably be guessing, because I know sometimes when my kids ask me stuff, I'm like, I don't know, but they're looking to you for answers. So you make some shit up. They're listening to this. Uh, just ignore that comment. But what I ended up doing was going with Red River Hot Cereal, the original Red River Hot Cereal. And when I was doing some of my oatmeal phase, sometimes I'd mix up the steel cut oats with a little Red River. And Red River, for those of you who are wondering, I don't know how widely available it is because I've probably had this box in the cover for quite a while as, as well too. But it's cracked wheat, cracked rye, and cracked and whole flax. And it's a pretty nutty, tasty cereal. It's definitely not one that cooks very quickly according to the directions. Of course, if you're using stovetop, uh, actually it doesn't seem, look like it, it takes that long, surprisingly enough. Maybe the steel cutouts took longer. That could take a while sometimes. But in any case, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to have to see if this works. So that's what I did. I used that. And I was just like, I don't know how that's going to taste. I did end up cooking it for a little longer. It suggested cooking it for 30 minutes until the topping is golden brown. And the apples are tender when pierced with the fork. But it wasn't the the Red River cereal is a darker cereal. Rolled oats tend to be pretty light in color, so when they start to get browned, it seems like it's pretty obvious. And this, I I put it back in the oven a few times actually, only for a few minutes at a time to just keep a close eye on it. 
And then I took it out. I let it cool. And then I put it in the fridge and then I forgot about it for a day. And I pulled it out. I was like, oh shit. Here we go. Here's the real test. Does it taste any good? Did I fuck it up? A whole batch? I really hate doing that because sometimes you can salvage it. But in a case like this, you probably can't, which means tossing the whole thing away. And I hate wasting food. It's like a waste, not want, not thing. And of course, you're wasting some of your precious infused butter or whatever it is that you're using. And that means you have to make more. I Actually, I probably have more in the cupboard. So I tasted it and it was great. I didn't really, I mean, it was a little nuttier perhaps and crunchier than it might have been with a rolled oat on the top. But... It was definitely tasty and still, it was still good. So I'll be having some, uh, I'll be having some for dinner tonight for sure. Would I recommend you do that? Not necessarily. And I'm not too sure how many people are going to have Red River cereals kicking around in some cupboard. So if you have the rolled oats, definitely go that way. You can do quick cooking or old fashioned oats, but by that same idea, perhaps you could do a steel cut oat if that's all you happen to have. You're experimenting there, though. You're getting into uncharted territory, just like I was when I went with the original Red River Hot Cereal. I swear this episode should probably be sponsored by Red River Hot Cereal. How many more times can I say that? I got the idea or the impression that this cereal, I'd have to look it up. I'll link to it in the show notes because I feel like it's like maybe a, a Canadian thing. I'm not really sure what the story is behind this stuff or why I even started buying it unless it was something that my mom used to have. And I don't even really know, but... It came through in a pinch, and that just goes to show that sometimes if you are in the middle of something, there are often substitutes if you happen to be lacking an ingredient. Not always. Occasionally, if you're out of like essentials, something calls for salt, or you need that baking powder or what have you when you're baking, the science and chemistry is, suggests that those are pretty necessary ingredients, and you're not going to find substitutes. But a lot of the times, you can find substitutes, so don't be afraid to just try something if you need to. I do it all the time. And I used to never do that. I do, I am somebody who follows a lot of recipes. Maybe it's just lack of imagination in the kitchen. I'm not really sure, but I do love a good cookbook and a good recipe. But I guess I used to be very stringent with those in the past. And over time, as I've gotten more comfortable in the kitchen, I have become way more comfortable with the idea of substitutions because substitutions are your friends and it can really get you out of a jam. If you find yourself in that spot where you've put all this stuff together and realize you're lacking an essential ingredient. Now, having said that, it's also usually worthwhile to go through. If you're looking at a recipe and you're planning on making something, read the thing all the way through. That's my pro tip of the day. How many times have I glanced through a recipe or you skim it real lightly and then you go to make it and you're like, I don't have that essential ingredient that I need to make this thing. And there is no substitute. I've done that more times than I care to count. And that's a really annoying thing. And it's just really a lack of preparation, I suppose. So if you are sitting down to a recipe that you're unfamiliar with, you haven't tried it before, be sure to read it through so you can make sure that you have everything that you need on hand. Marge's pro tip of the day. So that's it. It's an apple crisp. It's a crowd favorite. You can make a whole dish of it and enjoy it. You can add ice cream or cream to it to make it even more delectable. And of course, infused, it's even better. What nicer way to finish off a dinner with a nice infused apple crisp. And this thing doesn't take that long to put together. I mean, it said prep time was 20 minutes. Uh, 
I'm not sure I totally agree with that statement, Betty Crocker. I found it was probably fast. Actually, I digress. Actually, that's not totally true. It probably was 20 minutes because I spent so much time fucking around trying to find a substitute for the quick cooking oats that I didn't have. If I had had them on hand or had already read the thing through and planned on my substitution, it probably would have taken less time than that. I feel like 20 minutes is very generous or it's for somebody who is distracted by perhaps young kids in the kitchen or or phone calls or you're doing 10 things at once, then maybe. But hands-on time was probably more like 10 minutes, maybe. I mean, it doesn't take long to cut up some apples and you don't have to sl- you don't have to peel them. You just slice them. And the rest of the stuff was pretty basic, as I mentioned. So this is more like a 10 minute hands-on time. And then you've got 30 minutes in the oven, give or take. So crowd favorite, use up some of those tasty apples. It's delicious. You can't go wrong. Baked apple crisp. Thank you, Betty Crocker, for providing this recipe that's going to allow us to infuse it and get fucked up. So I hope you give this one a shot. If you have ever tried any interesting substitutions that have worked out well for you or haven't worked out well for you, let me know. I'd love to hear it because I always enjoy people's humorous stories. You can email me at bitemepodcast@fastmail.com or as always, leave me a voice message because I love to hear your voices too. And that's it for this week, my friends. Enjoy this apple crisp. Enjoy whatever tasty edibles you're making. And as always, stay high. Crocker's Best Apple Crisp. Nope. And uh, I don't like any of that. (sighs) Ah.